Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the play-by-play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarlane, and Nicholas Schlimmer. Hey, guys. Well, in the wise words of the great Kenny Chesney, summertime is finally here. So today we are bringing you a very fun summer-themed episode. But before we get into that, we would like to say that today is Memorial Day uh, that we are recording this. And so Nick and I would both like to take a brief moment of silence uh, to honor the brave men and women who have died while serving in the U.S. military. Thank you. Now let's jump right into the episode. All right. Yeah, like Jack said, we have a great summer-themed show for you today. A whole bunch of different topics, all tuned back to that summer vibe. So I'm really looking forward to it. But first off, let's start off with, we're calling it Summer 2023. This includes a lot of concerts that are happening this summer. Big-name concerts, I should say. Yeah, I'll just kind of, it really seems like a big year. I mean, bigger than previous years, maybe due to you know, the coronavirus backup finally going away. But I mean, just yep. some of the major names on this list are Taylor Swift, uh, Katy Perry, Jimmy Buffett, Kenny Chesney, yep. Morgan Wallen, Garth Brooks, Zach Brown Band, Blake Shelton, Luke Combs, Cody Johnson, and so much more. Yeah, we have, so there's a lot, of, a lot of new, newer people, like younger people, but then you also have a lot of throwbacks, Metallica, garth brooks all the good mm-hmm. all the old guys are coming i back think george out. george Strait as well a lot of country this summer mm-hmm. and for the audience these are all concerts that are touring right now or going to be touring this summer just so we make that clear so i mean you could totally get tickets for any of these mm-hmm. but i mean nick what which ones kind of jump out to you is like you know you would like to enjoy summer listening to well i would originally start off with saying kenny chesney but we recently just saw him right, right before we left school at nebraska so that was amazing but I would say, great. otherwise, I have to go with, I still haven't seen Morgan Wallen. I know mm-hmm. people get iffy about that, but I like his music. So <laughs> I really want to see him. The tickets are crazy prices, but I want to see him. And then I want to see Luke Combs again. And then I've heard Bruno Mars puts on one heck of a show. Yeah, I've heard that too. I Both of our moms really have good. seen him. And yeah. all they do is talk about Bruno Mars. So How I really great Bruno Mars is. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What, what sticks out to you? Well, the first thing, and not necessarily sticks out to me that I want to go to this concert because I, I truly do not. But along with kind of the Morgan Wallen crazy ticket price would be the Taylor Swift concert. Mm. I'm sure everyone have you. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about it. I mean, it's hard to avoid. I I heard that the tickets were going for thousands of dollars mm. for just normal seats, not like up in front. Yeah. So I know that is a very popular one that has a three hour set list. Oh, wow. Yeah, a three-hour set list. But for me, if I was personally choosing some concerts to go to, I would choose Garth Brooks. I love yep. Garth Brooks. Uh, probably Luke Combs again. Me and Nick saw Luke Combs a couple years ago, and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Cody Johnson. I absolutely love Cody Johnson. And just country music in general. Um, me and Nick, like you said, saw the Kenny Chesney. We would recommend that. That was a really fun one, really chill, laid back. And then I also saw Blake Shelton when he came to Lincoln uh, just about a month ago, I guess. And wow, what a show. If you guys can get tickets to Blake Shelton, you have to. It was amazing. Yeah, and then I kind of want to talk about Kenny Chesney some more. He is touring with Kelsey Ballerini at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they just finished wrapping up their tour, I believe, actually, for at least the one that just ended and they're starting up another one. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's coming back with him or not, but if she's not, I highly recommend seeing her. She is a great singer, great voice. She yeah, amazing voice as well. Very talented. I could totally see her someday being the, what's the word I'm looking for? The main. Like a headliner. The headliner. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The headliner for the show instead of being the opener. Yeah, I totally agree. So, I mean, some everyone out there listening, we definitely recommend going to a concert. There are a ton of great ones happening this summer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, summer's not just about concerts. There's a lot to do in the summertime. And mm-hmm. another big thing would be going to a blockbuster movie. And, man, mm-hmm. there is a pretty good list of movies coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can just list a couple of them here, but we got the Indiana Jones movie. Spider-Man, that one's been really big here lately. Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I'm looking forward to Fast X. I always love the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. So any any uh, movies that has those cast members in it, I, I got to see it. Yeah. And uh, the Fast X and Guardians are both out right now. Now, I have not seen Fast X, but my wonderful girlfriend, Elissa, shout out, has. And she said it was one of the best movies she's ever saw. Okay. And she is not even a Fast and Furious like fan. <laughs> just like I'm not a big Fast and Furious fan, but apparently this movie is just off the charts incredible. Like all I've heard <laughs> is great things. So it's definitely one that I want to go see this summer. Yeah. Yeah, I would say and there, there's another one on here that we have and that's the old Barbie movie. Oh. I've seen, I've seen the commercials for it, the previews. I yeah. I, I just I can't wrap my head around it. I I, I am <laughs> going to agree with you there, but we were watching the news the other day. I'm sitting there with uh, our great, our amazing grandma. She's not our great grandma. She's pretty great, but she's just our grandma. And when that Barbie commercial came on, she lit up. She's like, oh my gosh, the Barbie movie. So I know that there are fans out there looking forward to it. And it is considered a blockbuster movie, mm-hmm. probably because of the actresses and actors that are yeah. in it. But not necessarily movie. one that we're going to go see. Yeah, it won't be something that me and Jack go see. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of you have yeah. kids that may want to go see this movie. Yeah, so. you know, let us know if it's really good or not. Yeah. <laughs> I also, the one that I want to see that isn't out yet would be the Indiana Jones one. Um, mm. I think, it, I believe it's the final one. I, um, I feel like there's been like 20 different Indiana yeah. Jones movies. No, I agree, I there's a seen, lot. I haven't seen one in... Oh gosh, probably ten years. Yeah, I'm it's been a while for me too. So it's been a long time. Yeah. But I should I need to go back and watch them because they're kind of like the classics. Yeah, they're just so good. And from what I understand, that this one is kind of about like you know Indiana Jones is like retiring, but then yeah. you know he gets one final mission. So I think I've seen the previews for it. It looks really good. I think it'll be a fun one. Awesome. The last part of summer is vacation. Everybody yeah, goes I mean, on vacation. It's in the name, summer vacation. It's summer vacation. We're on vacation, right? Some of us maybe, but yeah. <laughs> but here's what the US News is calling the best summer vacation spots for the summer of 2023. Um, I'll go with like the first three here. Paris, yeah. France, London, England, Azores. Azores? I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. In Portugal. I have not heard of that one. No, so that's from what I could tell. Now, please don't don't come at us if we're wrong, because I from what I could tell, it looks like uh, kind of a beachy area mm-hmm. uh, in Portugal with uh, I wouldn't say mountains, but pretty impressive. Like the scenery was really good from what yeah. I could gather. Um, and then just going off of that, you know, Bali, Rio de Janeiro, yeah. Vancouver on the list, which really surprised me. Puerto Rico, Rome and San Diego. 
So my first impressions from the list are going abroad. I was just like, about to say that there's everything, one place in the U.S. In the U.S. <laughs> and it's San Diego, which does catch me off guard a little bit. Um, I guess I feel, people, I feel like maybe somewhere yeah, I guess people are finally straying away from the yeah. Florida, 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 Florida. Yeah, <laughs> going to good old San Diego. But yeah, I mean, definitely uh, an abroad heavy summer. This is what the U.S. Uh, news is predicting. I mean, what what is where somewhere that you would be interested in going off this list, Nick? If you had to choose your summer vacation spot, if I had to choose my, and I still want to go here. This is a bucket list, and it has been for quite some time. I've wanted to go to Bali for a long really? time. Yes. Really? Yes. I I don't know why. It's probably because the name sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, you it looks going, fantastic. It, it it's amazing. It's beach, tropical rainforest. I mean. And it's just way far away from the U.S., which is another thing. That yeah, I, I that's like to true. Do, but it is far away. <laughs> but what about you? What if you could pick one place on this list that you had a free trip to? Oh. Where'd you go? Now that is tough because I I love going warm. I love going to the beach. But off of this list, I would actually choose going to London um, yep. for a couple reasons. So. I've always wanted, you know, I've done a little bit of international travel, but mainly to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go over to Europe. Yep. And the second reason being, I am a huge, huge, huge Chelsea fan. And I would absolutely love to just be downtown in London with all the football fans. Mm-hmm. And I would hopefully go early enough in the summer to where I could see a game being played or a yeah. match being played. Yeah, But I, I'm just a huge Chelsea fan. So I think London would be my pick off this list. Awesome. I th- yeah, London would be great as well. I would love to go there someday too. Yeah, I was supposed to anyway. But yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's a great choice. Bali, Rio sounds very fun as well. Rio would be really fun. I just I love the Rio movies, even though they're kids' movies. They're probably yeah. my favorite movies. <laughs> so like... Shout out Rio movies. <laughs> yes, I love the Rio movies. So it's like I they have are pretty go good. <laughs> and then the one that surprises me and. I don't just Vancouver, Canada. I that would not yeah. pop into my mind as being like a summer vacation spot. Mm-hmm. I I'm not too familiar with the Canada area, so seeing this yeah. on the list, I'm thinking it's more of like the scenic views that it's offering. Yeah, because I, I, I believe so. I haven't looked up pictures of it. I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about Vancouver. Yeah, but. from I mean the limited experience you know, knowledge I have Vancouver is yeah. from the NHL. And from what I've seen, Vancouver does look like a really great city. Yeah. Um, it is very beautiful, but as a summer vacation spot, it just really caught me mm-hmm. off guard. Yeah. There's, I'm thinking, like I said, it's just a lot of like scenic route stuff. Cause at Nebraska, we had a fellow basketball player who was from Quebec city, Quebec. Mm-hmm. And I looked at pictures of that. Cause I was like, where the heck is that at? And it's in Canada. And it was just yeah, beautiful. Oh, just, sure. It, it almost looked like, Compare it to like an Oregon vibe, lots of trees. Yeah, that makes great sense. Like wilderness like, and yep, yep, yeah. But hey, maybe next summer vacation, Canada, Canada, Canada trip. Yep, I got to go there at least once, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. <laughs> well, guys, you know, feel free to let us know. You know, what concerts you're going to see, movies. You know, what are you thinking for summer vacation? Um, yeah. Also, what hear that. what was your best vacation you've been on so far? What was the best place you have been to? Now we're coming to our second segment of the show today, Nick, and today it is all about summer jobs and how they're changing with Gen Z. 
So based on employment population ratios from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average number of 16 to 19 year olds who were employed over the summer historically lingered around 50%. So, you know, half the kids in your class would go get a job and half would just, you know, enjoy the summer. Mm -hmm. But as recent as 2008, that number had dropped down to 30%. It has slowly been increasing since then, but it is not up to 40%. I don't think it's still well under that 50% threshold. And there's multiple reasons for this. Yeah. So why don't we just kind of go into the first major thing affecting this change? Yeah. And I would say that's the the rise of the internship culture, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I could not think of a, a better way a lot to of, find the change. Yeah. I mean, a lot of colleges nowadays are focusing more on the hands-on experience mm-hmm. rather than just that in-classroom time. So that's where this internship culture came about. And as we both know, almost every, I'd say over half of every major listed at a university offers some kind or requires some kind of internship that you need to complete, whether it's like a certain amount of months or maybe reach a certain level of a job, whatever it may be, but there's some kind of summer internship or even like an extended internship to where you're going Mm -hmm. partially during the school year as well. So what do you kind of think about that, Jack? Yeah, I think... Uh, the big thing that you said there was the required. Um, Mm -hmm. I think not only is, you know, students and parents attitudes changing from, you know, go get a summer job, make some money to how about you try to get some experience for what you want to do. And then the schools requiring it. I mean, you know, I know Nebraska requires internships for almost every major program. And then a little bit of a news bomb here. I'm transferring to the University of Utah um, but they also require an internship to graduate. So okay. it, I know from personal experience that it is multiple universities around the country mm-hmm. that are making sure students are getting in to a profession uh, early on. So that yeah. way, when they do graduate, um, they have some experience. But I can really think of no one better to ask about the internship <laughs> experience than my fellow co-host, Nicholas Schlimmer. Why don't you kind of tell us, you're on internship right now. Why Correct. don't you kind of tell us the whole experience, you know, getting the internship, what you're doing and all that? Yeah, so so I'm still currently at Nebraska in the PGM program, golf management program. And we have to complete 16 months of internships before we graduate. So right now I am on my first internship, which is a three-month summer internship. Um, it's pretty much just your get your foot in the door entry level kind of job that could be anywhere in the, I could say the world, anywhere in the world doesn't have to just Mm -hmm. be in the U S um, because we have a lot of great, um, connections throughout the entire world for, for our program. And like I said, this first one is just an entry level. So it's just kind of to get your foot in the door, get you meeting some people in the, in the field, in the profession, um, So right now I'm currently in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, doing an internship at the Fort Collins country club. And it's been great so far. It's, it's a lot of learning about the business, learning about the golf industry, um, learning about how it's a private club, private country club. So I'm learning a lot about what the whole day looks like the ins and outs, what you don't see, what you do see, what makes that whole private club operation run so smoothly. Uh, which is really cool. And then like the next internship will be six months, which is our extended internship is what they call it. And we also have work to do on the internship. 
Yeah. We also have work experiences, act activities, you could call them that we have yeah. to. I mean, the best way I would describe it is almost like a homework assignment. Yeah, it, um, it's a homework assignment, but it's hands on. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. really nice. And it's just taking pictures, videos of giving kids lessons, um, you talking, doing interviews with different GMs throughout whatever area you're located in. It's a really cool thing that that Nebraska offers and a lot of schools are doing. So I'm I'm really excited to be doing this. Yeah. And how do you think that the work experience kind of compares to the classic summer job? Because I know that you worked a summer job at a golf course. Mm -hmm. and now, how does that differ from, you know, just being there doing the summer job to now being at a golf course doing yeah. an internship? Yeah, I would say that from at least at my course where I'm at in Fort Collins, the day that I walked in and met all of the head golf prep professionals, assistant golf professionals, with me being labeled as an intern, their views totally shifted from my past experiences. Just I'm a high school kid. I need a summer job. You having that intern label and then also having that you're a PGM student really shifted their mindset. It was like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. High expectations mm -hmm. from the first day. They put me right into the mix. I was doing literally a little bit of everything on the first day. A lot of respect was given. It was, it was nice to see to where it's like, Maybe your first entry job is just kind of like, oh, here's training to do. We're kind of like slowly ease you into it to where now you have that intern label and you're just like, bang, right in the mix. So that was really yeah. cool to see. It's almost like you're more of a, I don't want to say a legit employee because summer jobs mm -hmm. are legit employees, but it's more you're here for the long haul type of, you know, yeah, not just here for the summer and gone. A lot of times, yeah, summer jobs, you're only here for the three months and it may not even be something that you necessarily want to do as a profession yeah. someday. Mm -hmm. So whenever yeah, I, it's more, uh, yeah, whenever like you're casual. on an intern, yeah, exactly. Whenever you're on an internship, it's directly tied to what you're studying yeah. at, at your like university. this, this is what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but I got to say, you know, it's not just the, you know, internship culture, uh, phenomenon, uh, attributing to this low, mm -hmm. uh, percentage uh, another thing um is the automation um i have a quick story for that i was at the st louis zoo with my grandpa and girlfriend and then we decided to get some food after and we went to steak and shake mm -hmm. now we go in steak and shake and i was a little confused because i saw almost no workers all there was was three giant tablets up at the desk like where you would normally yeah. find workers and that is and that's how you ordered Okay. And then I looked back in the kitchen, they had like two cooks, a manager and one person that kind of called out the food and that's all they needed to run the day. So mm -hmm. uh, that it was like a blatant example of these computers taking over what would be a stereotypical summer job. Yep. You know, a fast food worker is a, is a yep. classic summer job. So I think that these not necessarily easier jobs because if working in the food industry is very tough, but the more mm -hmm. summer job type jobs are very susceptible to all this new, all these new robots and automation taking over. I mean, what are kind of your thoughts on that? No, I was going to say like, I, I can connect to what your, your story here, like really well, because we would always go to steak and shake after going to the zoo. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that there was steak and shake used to be, you know, the roller skates and everything else. Like, it was crazy. And oh, yeah. There was a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of workers. And yeah, like you said, now more and more of these fast food places are operating on maybe five people being clocked in at one time, mm -hmm. which 
directly correlates, like you said, to that percentage maybe being a lot lower. It's it's on the rise, but it's still a lot lower than than what it was. And and I guess a lot of times kids our age, maybe fresh out of high school or sophomore junior year looking for that summer job they're going to have to go to these jobs to where it may be more working in like uh retail or even mm -hmm. like maybe hands-on labor yeah that that's a really good point uh a number of my friends right now their summer jobs are the you know hands-on you know construction or uh almost trade type jobs like that because, whatever it may yeah be. and that's exactly it because you just can't find uh, especially jobs in, you know, fast food or um, some uh, other restaurants anymore, just because it is taken over by computers. Yeah. And another point to that too, is like, it's cheaper to just from a business standpoint to just get the computer and, you know, have yeah. that charge up front and maintain yeah. it than to hire an employee, you know, only have them for three months, pay them for three months, and then, yeah. you know, have some employee turnover. So it's really beneficial for businesses to actually go the automotive, not automotive, but the automation route yeah. yeah. than to just have, you know, your classic summer job and then turn them over in three months. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested to see how it all plays out with, with our generation, because with, like you said, the high turnover rate, I have a feeling that a lot of the older generations think like they don't like that. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, stay at the job, meet, have that mm -hmm. human con interaction. Now they just walk up and they're staring at a big TV screen almost and says order here. And you're like, what the heck? So it's like, I'm curious to see of what that plays out to of it, that if that turnover rate for, for these basic entry level jobs continues to just skyrocket or if it's going to kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I feel like that almost, ties into the next thing attributing to the percentage would be an attitude change, not only in Gen Z itself, but also in the parents of Gen Z. Because one thing that we're seeing uh, that was brought to you from the Bureau of Labor Statistics again, is that summer school enrollment has tripled in Gen Z uh, age group in the past 20 years. Wow. So I think you're seeing a lot less, um, you know, hey, kid, get out there and go make some money for three months while you're in summer. Instead, it's like, you know what, I'll help you cover expenses as long as you take some summer classes yeah, and are working towards your education. Huh. Well, I mean, that that's crazy that, that this is bringing Bart up because, I mean, even like your sister, she's taking almost mm -hmm. like a full summer schedule. And she's, she's taking nine credit hours this summer. Yeah. And 12 is, con is considered the minimum full-time student. So she's mm -hmm. one class short of that. She's yeah full summer so it's crazy to see that it's tripled in the past 20 years because i've only taken maybe like two summer courses they weren't yeah. really pushed but now it's like yeah. take take summer courses take summer courses knock it out knock it out and like yeah if you have somebody that's willing to like help help the student get through that summertime while they're taking these full-time courses that's great that's awesome yeah. And I think what you said about how it's being pushed is a huge reason because, I mean, even just one year ago, getting ready to go into college, they did have summer class options, but they weren't really promoted. So mm -hmm. to say, maybe it's because I'm an incoming freshman, but yeah, um, it was kind of more low key. You kind of had to dig for it. And then mm -hmm. now um, going into summer uh, 
to be a sophomore, I mean, it was like everyone is suggesting summer classes. Mm -hmm. I'm getting emails constantly about summer classes, summer classes, summer classes. So it's like, it's not just, it's like I said earlier, it's not just an attitude change in the students. It's an attitude change in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, with being like having us students just being pushed and pushed and pushed to these summer classes, that obviously shortens the span that we are in college. Mm-hmm. You're still going to be like, you're still going to have the same, probably the same payment coming out of it, student loans and whatnot. But the whole experience seems to just get kind of shortened down a little bit because you're mm-hmm. covering all those credits during the summer and pushing out us Gen Z right into the workforce a lot faster. So that could be exactly. maybe why, why colleges are doing that. Yeah. And, and with them pushing out, you know, once you're out of college, you're not getting a summer job. You're getting your professional job or yeah. at least an entry level to a profession that you're interested in. So yeah. I, I feel like that in a way is also contributing to, you know, just being done with school faster is contributing to the drop of summer jobs. Yeah. If you want to, you want to just jump into some of our employment habits that we had? Yeah, I say, let's go for it. We had noticed that the fast food industry in general, that once hired out of high school students, entirely high school students over the summer, now employs twice as many 20 to 50, 54 year olds as teenagers. That's a yeah. crazy statistic to me. And, you know, once I, uh, once I also read that, I... I haven't gone to, I don't go to a lot of fast food, but now yeah. in the past couple of days that I have, I've noticed that mm-hmm. there's very little high school age students, 16 to 19 is kind of what we're classifying as high school. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I think it's due to the turnover rate because you, they know that if they hire a 16 year old, they're going to mm-hmm. have them for three months max. Yeah. So why not hire, you know, someone a little bit older who's out of high school that can stay there for a lot longer. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, here recently, I've seen a couple of things just on, um, just on kind of like as the browser, it pulls up a whole bunch of news stories. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was either 90 or 91 year old man who works at Home Depot. And he's been there for over 30 years. Wow. And like, and he said, I just got bored and I came back to work. And I was like, wow. I was like, so maybe that's why we're seeing, like you said, all these older generation people mm-hmm. just having something to do throughout the day is just very fun for them or just gets them going. Yeah. Because by then it's not necessarily a means of fin- financial matter. Yeah. It's just exactly like you said, like they don't want to sit at home all day, uh, especially the older yeah. workers. They just want to go do something and help people out. So they'll maybe fill some of those summer job type jobs, like yeah. working in retail, working at home Depot. Yeah. And he was, he was just back at the paint counter. So it was just, you know, real simple job shaking up paint. Yeah. But Yeah, like he said, he loved it just because it gives him something to do and look forward to every day. And then I just had a thought that popped in that reminds me of our grandpa. He is Mm -hmm. always doing something. He is hardly hardly ever sitting down unless he's sleeping. That's about it. Yeah, sleep and eating. And that's all all he ever sits And I know our family has talked to him about like working at the zoo, driving in the train. Yes. Anything like he would love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, Grandpa, if you're listening, you should definitely go drive the train at the zoo. That would be a really fun job. <laughs> but you'd be stealing a summer job away. You'd be stealing a summer job away so that, you know, you got to weigh your options. But, yeah, I think that's a really good point of uh, of the older people wanting to work again. 
Yeah. And then right there and whenever you talked about stealing that summer job, summer jobs are really hard to get because kids only want to work for three months. Like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. If you walk up to an employer and say, I'm only going to be here for 70 days. Well, shoot. 20 of those days could be training. And yeah. then it's like, well, that's not going to really help out the business too much. So exactly. These summer jobs are turning into things that are a hot commodity, but also very hard to get. Yeah. That, I mean, that I could not <laughs> describe it better. A hot commodity that is very hard to get. Yeah. All right, guys, to wrap up our show today, we're bringing you a special summer sports talk, and we're going to be going over two pretty major summer sports, and that is baseball and professional golf. Baseball and golf. I love it. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, I say we just start off with some baseball. We'll just do some general MLB and then we have to do it. We'll have to move into the Cardinals baseball yep. from St. Louis. But yep, let's start off with the MLB. I mean, just something that jumps to mind is the Tampa Bay Rays, for me yeah. at least, being the best team in baseball. Now, today they did not have a great day as they got one hit by the Cubs and lost one and nothing. But that aside, they have played some electric baseball. Yes. And the other team to me, I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on the Rangers at all. I have not. I have not. I mean, I I did not expect them to do very good. I thought they'd be probably around a 500 team. Now, it is early in the season. You know, it's 40, 50 games in. Yeah. But the Rangers, man, Mm. they are 34-19 just behind – Tampa Bay record wise only a couple of games back of them I mean they're wow. they're winning a division that has the Astros Mariners and Angels wow I I would have predicted that all three of those teams would have yeah. been better yeah so it kind of it sounds like we're having all these teams like Tampa Bay Rays if you went back five years they've been sub yeah. 500 500 until that like that 20 that 2020 COVID season is when they yeah. kind of came on the scene. And then all of a sudden they got some new players and then they just kicked it up and yeah. And now they're playing insane baseball. Yeah. Just crazy baseball. And I mean, I guess the same goes for the Rangers. They haven't mm-hmm. been that great. And yeah, I mean, they've been all right, but I think the addition of Jacob deGrom, that makes your team good. I mean, he, yeah, he's just such a good player to where pitching is so important in baseball to where yeah. you have probably going to be in the hall of fame someday. Maybe. Yeah, I would I, I would say Jacob. the only conting- contingency on that would be his health. He is yeah. a fairly fragile player, but, I mean, he's just so good. He He's insane. As a starter, throwing almost 100 miles an hour. Yeah, or uh, more sometimes. Yeah, is just incredible. Yeah, I would say that when healthy, he's by far the best pitcher in the league. Yeah. And may, probably the best pitcher of this generation. Yeah. but And I think – yeah. As much as people love Shohei, I mean Shohei is a great pitcher. Shohei is, he is yeah, and he's leading. Um, I guess at least the American League. I'm not sure if he's leading the whole MLB, but he has 90 strikeouts. Wow. And you got to think like show. It's just incredible to watch Shohei because he's not just a pitcher. I mean, yeah. he crushes baseballs. At the he's plate. on the home run list every year. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, and and it's the same this year. He's up there in pitching stats. And hitting stats. And hitting stats. He's top five in like every stat you could think of both sides of the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, the Angels are barely over 500. Yeah. What a shame. I am so sad for Shohei <laughs> and Mike Trout. I feel bad for him every year. I want him to be on a good team, but and then, hey, Shohei's going to be a free agent. True. That is true. I wonder who's going to the Cardinals. Up. 
that that I don't know if we have the money for that one. I wish we. I did, don't know. But I don't think we do. Yeah, I don't know, but that would be basic. But I mean, moving over to the National League, uh, kind of what you'd expect in the East and the in the West. Uh, so we'll start there. I mean, Braves leading the East. Yeah. Um, nobody of. was surprised about that. No. Nope. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is on pace for a forty sixty season. Yeah. With, I mean, his MVP <laughs> level right now, which is insane after what did he tore his ACL or he tore yeah. something bad in his yeah. knee and he is just exploded. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they were on fire the other, I guess last night put up 12 runs on the Phillies and yeah. division rival and Matt Olson's been balling out. So the Braves are doing really good. And then down in the West, I mean, surprise, surprise, the Dodgers are the Dodgers winning yep. there. <laughs> but have you seen Arizona? Have you seen Arizona? I mean, the they Diamondbacks? are right there with the are Dodgers. Make, yeah. Making a comeback? They're, yeah, they're right there with the Dodgers. Now, is that going to be sustainable? Not quite sure. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and now to uh, maybe the saddest part is the NL Central, where the Brewers, that's not too big of a surprise. I feel like most people, if they didn't pick the Cardinals, probably picked the Brewers to win that division. Yeah. But what yeah, people did not always... pick to happen is for the Cardinals to be sitting in last place. And no. for the Pirates to be in second place. <laughs> the Pirates, to, yes. So this oh is our gosh. bad bad segue into Cardinals baseball. And then we've got some stuff to say. <laughs> and and I mean, like, for how bad that sounds, we've won a lot of games here recently. But yeah. starting off this season, it was just loss after loss after loss. Oh, we, it, Cardinals baseball started so slow. And then we went on this huge road trip. And we, we started to pick it up. Yeah. And then right as we won, like, two or three games, we came back home and dropped three to the Angels. Yeah. But then after that, it was, I mean, destroy the Brewers, destroy the Dodgers. I yeah. Mean, we, we, were... we were beating really good teams. <laughs> yeah. And then this is what I think the Cardinals' problem is. And then They we play lost. so good against good teams. Yeah. And so bad against bad teams. <laughs> I mean, they split with the Reds. Yes. Who... <laughs> just should not are not in playoff contention i'm no. sorry if you're a reds fan but you guys just aren't you're not there yet <laughs> and then today memorial day at home against the kansas city royals who have 16 wins now 17 and i'm there in person and kansas city had a perfect game through eight innings wow. they won seven to nothing out hit the cardinals 16 to two it was <laughs> bad it was really bad um, so I don't know what it is about the Cardinals, but it's, I mean, Contreras was over 27 until he hit a single today wow. and Arnado was over 20, maybe over 20 exactly until he hit a single in the eighth, but wow. the Cardinals have been so up and down and it, it's honestly frustrating. Yeah. And, and Arnado was on that home run streak for what? Six, five, six games. Yeah. Five or six games there on that little hot streak. He had at least and, one home run. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the Cardinals. Yeah, it's just brutal. <laughs> but I have maybe something good we can talk about the Cardinals. Oh. I don't know if I don't know if if you got to see it today or not, but so the Cardinals with our closing pitching staff with mm-hmm. Helsey, his whole yeah, introduction. Hell's bells. Yes, with mm-hmm. darkening the lights, it's all red like flames. I've only oh, I've yeah. never seen that at another MLB stadium for just one pitcher. No, the only thing I could uh, kind of think of would be um, the Mets closer. I'm drawing a blank on his name with the trumpets. 
You know, I'm talking about Edwin Diaz. Uh, Edwin yeah. Diaz. Now yeah. he is injured this year, so it's not happening. But last year, that was a huge craze. But sadly, did not get to see that today. As uh, here, let me tell you, Nick, react live reaction to the three pitchers we threw today. Okay. Adam Wainwright, Steven hmm? Matz, and Drew Verhagen. Okay. So uh... <laughs> we were not competitive <laughs> at all. Adam Wainwright was probably our most competitive guy. And he's. Probably throwing only about eighty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the hardest he threw today was like eighty one or eighty two. Wow! So it was just not a great day for Cardinals baseball. Not a great day for Cardinals baseball. <laughs> 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 let's jump over to something a lot happier, and and that's got to be golf. There's a lot of excitement going on in golf right now. It's summertime. Yeah, it's the best time for golf. Couldn't agree with you more there. And just kind of starting off, you've had to have heard about him, Michael Block. Mm-hmm. The PGA head pro at Oak Hill, I believe Oak it was. Oak Hill, yep. Making the cut at the 2023 PGA Championship. Yeah. Age 46 and making a hole-in-one on one of the last holes of his round. Yeah. I don't think you An could draw that shot. up any better as like just a fairy tale. Yeah. And for our non-golf advocate listeners, you know, the PGA Championship, it is a, it's a major tournament. You know, it's one of the big four. You've got mm-hmm. the Masters, PGA Championship, U.S. Open, and then the Open. And it's a tradition where the head pro gets to play. Uh, yeah. you know, whatever course it's at, this year it was okay. It gets to play in the championship. And no one expected him no. uh, to do any any good. I mean, he is the head professional, but, I mean, these are tour players. Yeah. They're just far, far better. And he he he's just, you know, working your 40 hours a week, head golf, mm-hmm. teaching professional, giving lessons, like – Anything that you would see at a private club, that's just him. But he came out and shot, I believe he shot par a couple of times and then maybe under par once. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure of his scores, but I mean. But he, he was, was so consistent to where he made that cut line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was paired with Rory McIlroy yeah. on Sunday of on a major. On the final day. That's yeah, awesome. on a Sunday major. I mean, that's <laughs> incredible. And then the winner of that. A uh, major was actually a live tour player and Brooks mm-hmm. Kepka, who had won the PGA championship twice before in what yeah. 18 and 19, I believe yes, it is those dates. So years. Yeah. it's for me, it's it's bittersweet to see him winning again because I, you know, I'm I'm glad, you know, he was in a rough couple of years after you yeah. know, watching full swing on Netflix. You can see he's really struggling yeah. and really trying to get into it. But man, seeing a live player win the mm-hmm. PGA championship. Yeah, it's just like, mm. oh, ouch. That <laughs> hurts. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> but like some some other major, major, well, not majors, but some other big tournaments that have uh, just gone on the past couple of weeks that were Charles Schwab challenged with uh, Emilian uh, Guerrero from Argentina winning it in a playoff, a two-hole playoff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mexican Open was just a couple of weeks ago where probably my favorite golfer, Tony Finau, Tony Finau. Uh, ended up winning. Love Tony Finau. Lives in Lehigh, Utah, right around where I'm going to be living. So maybe maybe I'll run into him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the tournament season is, is just getting started. Why don't you kind of tell us what are the tournaments we have to look forward to the rest of the summer? Yeah, so so like Jack said, coming up in June, the, the natural, the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the match. That one's always a fun one. That is so fun. That, Even if I mean, you're it's not, not really like – huge into golf it's more about the players that are playing yeah competing against each other yeah so kind of how that works it's not really a pga event you know it's capital one puts it on and they you know pair 
one golfer with either an athlete or, you know, a celebrity of, of, of some type. The other year it was, you know, Charles Barkley was golfing yep. in it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Josh Allen were the two athletes last year. Yeah. Uh, I was it DeChambeau and Kepka maybe I'm, I'm, a, I'm drawing a blank on who was actually in it last year, but it's just, everyone's mic'd up. You know, it's really chill. It's really fun. It's just, it's a really good one to watch. And it only, it's a one day long, you know? Yeah. It's not like the four day tournament. It, it's a really yeah. fun one to watch. Yeah. No, h- highly recommend that one. Uh, we also have the John Deere Classic, yep, Scottish Illinois. Open. Uh, what else? What, what what else am I forgetting here? Oh, our the, final, uh, the final major of the year. Yeah. At the, the Open. Do you know oh. where it's at this year? Is it at St. Andrews this year? It should be, I believe. Is it? Is that St. Uh, Andrews? I can't. I can't exactly remember. I know it was last year, was um, but that is uh, near the end of July, July twentieth to. That's uh, kind of round, rounding up, rounding up the tournament season. Yeah, that rounds up the season, and then that kind of leads into, I guess you would call it the playoffs of golf. You know, mm-hmm. you have the the big. I would say the big three tournaments in the year, and this decide you know FedEx, the FedEx Cup, and uh, yeah. the Tour Championship. So basically, you know, that's the St. Jude Championship. Uh, the BMW championship and then the classic, you know, tour championship to finish it up. Yep. So uh, a lot of exciting things looking towards summer golf. Yeah. And then I'd be curious, Jack, who would you love to see? Just pick any of these events. Who would you love to see come out on top? Uh, okay. So championship or anything. Yeah. I think for, I would say, you know, for the U S open, I would love to see Tony Finau grab a major. Yeah. That would just make me smile. Mm-hmm. But then for the open, uh, I would actually like to see uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick win it. I mean, he won mm. the U.S. Open last year, I believe. And he's just he's a fun golfer to watch. He's just yeah. seems like a really nice dude. And he's pretty young. I, I would like to see him like win another major mm-hmm. to kind of start his career. And then I would say for tour championship FedEx Cup points, I would pick Scotty. <clears throat> I mean, he's got a shuffler. Yeah. Now he hasn't won that many tournaments this year, but I mean, he's been top five in almost everything. Yeah. He's so I would love to see him win, you know, the final, you know, the tour championship or the mm-hmm. also the FedEx. Um, but yeah, those would be my picks. I'm curious to, you know, here, who would you pick? Yeah. So I'm, I'm right up there too with, I'd love to see Scotty win again, just to see him get some more, get some more trophies for his arsenal. Um, mm-hmm. But I would, I've all of a sudden, I've become a big Colin Moore Kawa fan. Oh, I love Colin Morikawa. Yes, so I, I would like to see him win maybe like the Tour Championship or something like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and that's just, possible. He seems like such a great person. Just watching the interviews and then watching him play, he's just a phenomenal golf player. Yeah, I mean, he was he was what he was world number one at. Um, he was at one point. At uh, one point, yeah, it's like him and I noticed like him and Rory and also JT are kind of like slumping right now. I guess you'd say you know they've posted some Rory's bad scores. Roy's in a very bad slump right now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. I would love to yeah. see Colin yeah. just explode out of that and grab a dub. Yes, definitely. And then do we know who's playing in the match yet? Who the who the pairings are? I do not. I'm sure it's out yeah. there. I didn't know um, either, yeah. But I'm not sure yet. But that that is just that's a fun one to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Anytime that you mic up the players, it could be any sport, mm-hmm. even in baseball. Whenever you have a player mic'd up and they're just chit-chatting back and forth, it's always fun to watch, fun to listen. Yeah, hundred percent. That and that's the whole point of it. It's fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that serious. Maybe the players yeah. take it a little serious, but oh yeah, the, the players are trying to enjoyable. play enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's super yeah, they're, enjoyable. They're chirping back at each yeah. other. <laughs> Trash <laughs> talk is huge. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about this, but 
the NBA. Yeah. Big big games coming up with the Celtics yeah. tonight. Tonight. Going on right now. Let's get a live. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll give us a live score update. So do you want to kind of explain the situation that the Heat and Celtics find themselves in? Yeah, I'd love to give us give some information on the Heat versus Celtics. If we don't know, Jack's looking up the score right now, but it's game seven. And a little bit of background on that. The Heat went up 3-0, and everybody, I believe, had the Celtics just not sweeping them, but, it, but killing. Yeah, mm-hmm. should be easy wins. And the Heat go up 3-0, and the Celtics have fought back to now it's game seven right now. Yeah, going on as we speak. And, I mean, I know some teams have come back from 3-1, but I don't think, at least in the Eastern Conference Finals, no one has ever come back from 3-0. From 3-0. So it, it is a historic game today. Yeah. Um, so right now, start of the second quarter, the Heat are winning 22 to 15. Wow, they're gonna do it, man. I think I, do it. I know we're both pulling for the Heat. We would <laughs> love to see Jimmy Butler not only make it to the finals, but win it. Mm-hmm. But man, I gotta say, whatever team makes it to the finals, Heat or Celtics, it's gonna be a tough matchup with those with the Nuggets. Matchup with Denver, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is it's beyond historic what he's yeah. done in the playoffs. I mean, MVP probably again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you could argue Joel, but I would say, yeah, I would say the Joker for sure. Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know what? You could get down to an NBA Finals game. That They're going to be in Denver. I, I am <laughs> in Colorado. In I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh, you could man. totally go. <laughs> I'm start saving my tip money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, that, that would be, I guess I'm still going to root for the Heat, but. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too call it my local team for the summers, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll take anybody, but yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm excited. I want Jimmy Butler really to pull out something big here. Yeah. Cause yeah, coming I, from like, if you don't know his background at one point, he was homeless. It was just him and his mom, mm-hmm. the true, like what you love to see kind of backstory of yeah. like came from almost nothing to nothing and made it all the way up to where now he could be potentially playing in the finals. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, like once he made it to the NBA, it still was tough. Like he mm-hmm. played like two minutes a game, only played yeah. like 40 games the first season. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, he was in the finals like, against the Lakers. And I mean, he gave it he gave it his all. Like yeah. there's that famous picture of him, you know, leaning on the scorer's table, just mm-hmm. completely drenched in sweat, out of breath, just giving it his all. And they came up short. And I would just love to see him capture it this year. Definitely. Couldn't agree with you more there. Yeah, and then wrapping up the show here, we have my favorite part of the show, the quote of the show. And in honor of today being on the time of recording, it is Memorial Day today. So I have a quote that kind of ties along with that. And this is a quote from John F. Kennedy. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter the words, but live by them. Couldn't agree with that more. Thank you for everybody who has served. It's been a great show today. Yeah, I think that is a fantastic way to end the show here. We would just like to say thank you once again for all our supporters and listeners. We would love to hear some feedback. We would love to hear your thoughts on your summer plans with concerts and movies and all that. You know, maybe you got your summer job stolen. I don't know. Reach (laughs) out to us. Feel free. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you guys. And bye for now.